Okay, so it's uh, May the 7th, day 712 of lockdown, I'm in quite a good mood. I've been listening to a bunch of music, uh, like, uh, which I won't talk about today. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not going to talk about it. <clears throat> not because it's like personal, just because I've got something else that I really need to get off my chest. Um, okay, so yesterday... I talked about um, Star Trek. Uh, well, no, uh, sorry, a couple of days ago I talked about Star Trek. Yesterday I talked about X Men. I mean, and I mentioned uh, the actor who plays Charles Xavier, and I referred to him as Patrick Stewart, which is, you know, accurate, but more accurate is to say Sir Patrick Stewart. And I was re-listening to these to this last night. Um, just to check, I hadn't said anything truly horrific, and then sent it out into the world uncensored and unfiltered and unedited. Uh, I don't think I had. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't mind blowing, but it wasn't a car crash. Um, and I realized, but I did realize that I had not referred to him with his due diligence. Um, and I was thinking about. why it is I always do give people their titles. Like, I do always say Dame Judy Dench. I do always say Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, especially considering um, I'm not much of a, a royalist as it goes. Uh, <laughs> as it goes. I think they're a sort of basically a laughable like stain on British society and I, I, I mean some of them I'm sure are lovely people uh, I've never met uh, them uh, we've had uh, Prince Andrew, not Prince Andrew oh gosh no no no, uh, Prince Edward uh, brought his kids to see our show uh, which was really nice of them uh, <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a crazy thing to security and see I'll call him Prince Edward I'm not going to call him Edward um, but I do like, for some reason, give them titles. I, I think the whole title thing is ridiculous. Because, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, they earn it. I go, yeah, but so do the donors to political parties that I hate. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not a real thing. And yet, I'm very sort of specific to... I, I've corrected people before. And if went uh, Ben Kingsley, I went. I think you think. I think you'll find you mean Sir Ben Kingsley. I'm like, why am I being that dick? I don't care. Um, somebody used to offer me a, um, an honor, I'd probably turn it down unless it came with like a cash prize. But I've always been sort of fascinated by it. Uh, I had this idea a while ago to write a, a web comic. Uh, hang on, I'll explain the concept of it to you. I don't know how long ago it was that I had this idea. It was going to be called Two Knights and an Allen. Two Knights and an Allen, or 2K3A. And it would be about Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen uh, sharing uh, a flat in Kensington. Uh, and their upstairs neighbour would be... Uh, uh, sorry, the downstairs neighbour specifically would be Alan Rickman, uh, who is not a knight, and therefore they could order him around and make him do whatever they wanted. 
so the idea was that it would follow the adventures of uh, Sir Patrick and Sir Ian uh, and Alan. Uh, featured, other featured characters would be uh, Big Sir Kenny B, uh, which is of course Kenneth Branagh, um, <laughs> who would be like this ladies' man who'd come into town and like get them out to mischief. Uh, there'd be the para like across the road. There would be the parallel apartment, uh, which would be Dame Judy Dench and Dame Maggie Smith, uh, with Emma Thompson living below them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is not quite a one-to-one thing, because uh, they were more they'd be more of a sort of sisterhood rather than like. Because I think like stuff like Serene McAllen would ask like Alan Rickman to like carry his bags, you know, like ludicrous stuff like that, and Alan Rickman who would always be dressed like Snape for the whole thing would just go along with it because they're knights and he's not and uh, I never got around to it because you know I never there's a lot of things I never got around to um but I just had that idea for a long time um and every year the honours list would come around and I'd go I'd cross the fingers that Alan Rickman wouldn't get a knighthood because <laughs> it would ruin this uh, uh potential plan for a, a web comic that I had. Sadly then uh, when uh, Alan Rickman died I was like well I probably shouldn't <laughs> unless I sort of reanimate him. First of all because uh, a lot of these people um, who are knighted like actors it's literally just because they've been around for ages <laughs> you know. Sir Michael Caine oh Sir Michael Caine would appear in Tonight's in Alan as uh, <laughs> uh, as this guy who would come round and he'd always try to sell them stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that was the idea. Uh, like I didn't I didn't want to play up. He's but he's not a wheeler dealer. Like it'd be like high end stuff, but it would just be weird like spy stuff usually. Uh, and Sir Patrick would always be like, "Oh, let's have fun," and Serena would be like, "I'm not sure about that." Part of it is just inspired by the fact I love how much fun Suri and Sir Patrick seem to look like they're having. Um, you know? And Alan Rickman never seemed to look like he was having fun. <laughs> but then he must be, he must have had so much fun. And he does. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I, I regularly mimic Sir Alan. Uh, <laughs> let's call him Sir Alan. I don't think he did get a knighthood before he died. I often mimic Alan Rickman uh, on stage, of course, uh, the, the spontaneous Potter show, uh, play a bit of uh, Severus Snape, and we all, like some of the characters, like we, we, a lot, most of the characters, we try and mix them up a little, uh, so we're not just doing impressions of the cast, so that we can play our own, put our own spin on things, like we've had all kinds of weird versions of characters. Like uh, Harry as a as a uh, as a sort of gangster, um, Ron as various levels of stupidity, um, uh, but uh, but Snape is always Alan Rickman, uh, and if you think that that may that's led to a, a show where Alan Rickman, where sorry, where Severus Snape staged a heist at the top of the Nakatomi Plaza and was knocked off. Well then uh, you don't you don't know me at all. Uh, of course that happened. Of course I made that happen. Uh, it wasn't just me, obviously it was a group of you, but I, I, I was determined that it would happen at some point. 
Uh, another person who's come up a couple of times in the uh, on these audio logs uh, that I always give due diligence to in their knighthood is Sir, uh, Sir Terry Pratchett. Um, I think I, but that's an interesting one because I think I called him Sir Terry Pratchett years before he actually got a knighthood. Because uh, Terry Pratchett was a childhood hero of mine. Um, he's still a bit of a hero. Um, just a, a more distant one. Um, growing up, I read a lot. Uh, a lot more than I do now, I'll say. And uh, there was a period of time uh, when I was at high school where I was reading my way through the library. Um, like reading all the Charles Dickens, Jane Austen, you know. There's a lot of classic novels that I've read because of a two-year period where I, that's all I did at school was read the classics from the classic shelf of the library. But at home, if I was reading, I was usually found reading and or rereading uh, Terry Pratchett novels. Like, I remember the first time I convinced my brother to loan me The Colour of Magic uh, and I just sort of devoured it. And those, like, early nut books, uh, The Color of Magic, Life Fantastic, I didn't really read those much over again, although we did get a, a, a graphic novel of the two of them, which I would read a lot. But, like, earlier ones like Mort and Sorcery and Equal Rights and Small Gods, I read them over and over and over again. Like, I was obsessed with uh, how Terry Pratchett wrote uh, to the point where I, the first time I ever sat down and said, I'm going to write a novel, it was such an obvious Discord drop-off. <laughs> it was like, this whole idea is, uh, it was like a big glass dome that the world was in, and there was a city around the edge, and the whole the whole novel would be set in that city on the edge. You know, like how the Discworld is round and has an edge, <laughs> and also features big cities in the form of like Morpork. I like more pork. But uh, I loved the way that, um, I think my favourite thing, looking back on those Discworld novels, I, I talked about this a bit yesterday, is that at no point does Terry Pratchett sort of talk down to his audience, you know? Like, he's like, the narrators of his books are aware that they exist in a ridiculous fantasy world, but that doesn't detract from how important and how interesting and how exciting the stuff that's happening at Fantasy World is. Like, uh, I just find that a fascinating balance. It's something I've always tried to bring to any sort of less realistic work that I've ever done. Like, so like the uh, the way we do our spontaneous shows, I think, is I the way I approach them is heavily inspired by that idea that yeah, this is real stuff that's happening, but we all know that this is absurd, you know? We all know that we are a group of people dressed in wizard robes, pretending to be young wizards from a book series that you read when you were kids. <laughs> like, there's a lot, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of, um, movement between those bits. I don't know, I just think that, uh, like, it's always good to look back and see when something's had a huge impact on you, you know? Even if you didn't realise it was having it at the time. <laughs> and I feel like I should read more. 
Like, I definitely do feel like feel that way. Because I used to love getting lost in a book, and there's nothing really to stop me reading it apart from my own attention span. Uh, and also, a worry that I had when I was younger, which is, is a recurring worry I have. I have. A lot of recurring worries, that's how anxiety works. But uh, the worry that I would never be able to read all of the books. Uh, I think a lot of people have had that thought. But I have, I had, I have and had complicated uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. So that thought would come unbidden into my mind like once every three or four minutes or so. <laughs> Just the idea of, but you'll never read all of the books, Mara. You'll never read all of them. So what's the point of reading any of them. And it's interesting because I never have that uh, with uh, TV or film. Even though we live, I, I, I say actually, I do. We live in the age of peak TV. I do still have that thought. <laughs> that idea that, oh no, what if I never watch all of the television? And um, that can sort of paralyze you, that thought, that idea of, oh, but what about everything? <laughs> what about everything? I think that's why something expansive but condensed, uh, contained is what I'm looking for, like the Discord novels. But here's the point where I uh, have a, a, a bit of a confession. Anyone who's a Discord fan, uh, this, will, this will upset them. So I have all of the early novels, uh, because my my brother had them, and then, and he would get the new one for like Christmas or for his birthday, and then I started getting the new ones for my Christmas for my birthday, uh, or buying them myself, all the way up until Thief of Time. Now the book directly after Thief of Time is the book called Nightwatch which is generally from what I can gather considered to be the absolute pinnacle <laughs> uh, and it's that thing where I'm like oh I, I stopped reading it just before because I've still not read it like I've never gone back to read it or any of the ones that follow it and uh, for someone who was such an important part of my childhood and my teenage years I just sort of stopped. And there's something uh, really powerful about that, I think. Um, really, not like I'm not bragging. I'm <laughs> like, hey, I did an amazing thing. I stopped reading a book series. But what I mean is, it was. It's something that I've had a an impact on me. The the book series had a huge impact on me. Uh, every, I basically, like I say, everything I tried to write for the entire time that I tried to write was meant it was going to be like a was written in a style of that. Everything I read, like people would recommend me books going, oh you'd like Terry Pratchett, so you'll like like this and that kind of thing. And uh it's weird because it's like there's a point in my life where I just sort of stopped uh, reading 
And I think the last novel I read was a book called uh, A Light-Hearted Look at Murder by the comedian Mark Watson. Like the last um, novel I read. And that was about 10 years ago, I think. Um, I don't know if there's such a thing as reader's block. That sounds like a made-up thing. Um, but, um... Like I said, with my intelligence man, I think how I used to do it was I would read books in one or two settings. And... Nowadays, with, like, the internet and all the TV shows that I still have to watch and all the films I have to watch and all the... YouTube videos. If you if you started watching YouTube, by the way, like I say, it's it's genuinely great. Like uh, start from the beginning and just work your way through. Um, I just don't have this space in my life, and I think that's okay. Like I have friends who are still very big readers, and that's a big part of their entertainer personality and that I love that I think we should more people should be willing to be defined by the things they love and not by the things that they are so uh, so fair play to anyone who describes themselves as a reader I, I don't anymore hmm. anyway uh, I want you to, you know, stay safe out there, uh, stay well, stay at home, and if, uh, if you do need someone to carry your bags, uh, don't ask a knight, like, ask someone else. That's, knights ask people to carry their bags for them, that's a thing that we all know. Uh, my name has been Mara Joy. Goodbye.